you are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today was the very first time that our entire team, and I'm speaking offensively, being able to throw routes from these quarterbacks to the wide receivers, tight ends, and running backs for the first time since last year. That's right. The Chicago Bears quarterback competition has officially begun. Welcome into the Lockdown Bears podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Cox, and I'm here to bring you your daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. Today, we will get our first official update from Matt Nagy on this quarterback competition with a look at what he's seen from both Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles thus far. We'll also discuss when and how Matt Nagy can be sure when he's making his decision on which quarterback will start week one, given how limited their opportunities are. And we'll wrap up with a deeper discussion on what exactly the Bears can accomplish over just these four weeks before the regular season begins, and a lot of work still cut out for them. Matt Nagy emphasized it because it really is a little bit jarring to hear him say it, that this is the first time this offseason that the Bears quarterbacks have been able to throw to their receivers in an actual practice setting with the team. The first time since last season that they've all been on the field together and been able to even throw a pass, a real pass, not even against opponents, not even with full pads on, but just a pass on air at Hallis Hall or any official practice capacity between these quarterbacks and receivers. And for Nick Foles, it truly is the first time he's ever gotten to throw to these receivers. Mitch Trubisky did some offseason throwing with some of his teammates in the Chicago area, but it certainly wasn't all of them, and it certainly wasn't a full-on practice scenario. But this really is Nick Foles' first time, and it's the first opportunity for this quarterback competition to really get off the ground. It's too early to read too much into what's happened after just one real day, but Matt Nagy was still able to provide an update on at least what he's seen so far, even from some of the things off the field. Yeah, so far, so good. Again, timing um, that I saw between both those quarterbacks, Nick and Mitch, um, looked looked good. Uh, where, where there's going to be some times where uh, there's going to be mistakes, and they're working through what we want to do here in this offense and trying to be perfect with that. Specifically, you know, with Nick today, I thought his feet were good. I thought his timing was good. But again, we're we're evaluating and watching these guys at the same time. And I thought that Mitch too. Um, you, you know, we've talked about he's growing as well. They're out here throwing the football. They're getting their timing down. They're understanding what they need to do with ball handling. But we're looking at that. But again, the evaluation process that we're all that we're all trying to watch and look for and search for really is not going to start until you put some people on the other side. And so all I can say is that everything that we're looking for from those quarterbacks in regards to the focus and the mental side of just eliminating mental errors and not making the same mistake twice, that really all three quarterbacks are doing that. And that's all we can ask for. So once we get a little bit further into this thing and the pads come on and there's situational football, I can answer that a little bit better for you. We're at the point in the preseason already where we're so starved for football and Chicago Bears updates on these quarterbacks that we're at risk of hyper-analyzing not only 
every throw and every movement both quarterbacks make, but then every word Matt Nagy says about it, every word the quarterbacks and other coaches say to try and glean any and all insight. And we're not going to do that here in terms of trying to piece together things Matt Nagy said there that might give us a hint on how things are going. They're both very, very early on, like Nagy said. It's throwing just on air to receivers. So they're essentially neck and neck in in that regard, and we're not going to hear anything differentiating them thus far. It's it's going to be a competition that is much more determined next week. I think Monday is when they can really start the next stage of the ramping up period and get closer to real practices. But for now, it's almost more about getting the arm loose and just kind of getting some of that connection back. But it's not anything real or actionable or measurable that will determine anything else in the future. Right now, it's still the very, very basics. It's, do you look the part of an NFL quarterback? And I think we, we all know Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky look the part as NFL quarterbacks. These are not scenarios that are going to test them or reveal anything about them. I mean, Matt Nagy mentioned Foles' footwork and timing being good, but again, it's it's not real footwork. It's not real timing. So it's not anything that means anything more than he said there. And, you know, he's just... He's just sort of giving us an update to give us something, but there's nothing really substantial about the two of them being differentiated. It's it's very much still impressive. They're still doing everything they're supposed to, and that's that's about as much as we could take, and that's something. It's good that there's not already a disconnect or some sort of poor timing or misunderstanding. The, the, the mental side of it all seems to be there, but even as the physical side starts to ramp up a little bit, it's still pretty much just the mental side that is important at this point but once we get into next week that's when we'll really dive in a little bit more to get some separation between these two it raises the question though about how this quarterback competition will play out over the next few weeks with no preseason games what what will sort of be the moment when Matt Nagy decides and says all right I've seen enough how will he know when he's seen enough, and how is this going to work? He addressed some of those questions, although there's not a super concrete answer. We'll hear how Matt Nagy described it, and then talk about what it means and what we can expect next on Locked On Bears. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. I don't envy Matt Nagy and these offensive coaches in trying to have to decide which quarterback is going to be your week one starter. Sometimes it can be a good problem to have if you have two truly talented guys that are making it hard to decide who's going to be even better for your team. But sometimes it can go the other direction where you have two guys where neither one is perfect and both have their flaws and you have to kind of decide which flaws you're more comfortable with. There's not going to be one that clearly says or clearly shows that he is the guy and you have to get him. And so it's a matter of what are you willing to live with and, and what do you want to rely on more and, and what, do you, what, what do you value more in the position? And I have a feeling that's going to be more 
the type of question Matt Nagy is facing. I don't think you're going to see perfection from both quarterbacks, but I don't think you're going to see necessarily one completely dominate the other either. And so I don't know at what point you're supposed to say, all right, I've seen enough. I know which quarterback I want to start. Like is, you know, 14 practices, that, that would that'll take you all the way up to week one. You can't necessarily just go the whole time splitting first team reps with those guys. Ideally, you'd like to kind of pick one early enough, at least a little bit ahead of time, to be able to to give a guy a little bit more leeway to say, okay, really get that timing down, get everything ready and game plan for week one with one quarterback as your starter rather than making it a complete and total surprise. But we could see Matt Nagy at least publicly try and do that and say we're not going to name our starter until the day before the game or the morning of the game so that the Detroit Lions don't have as much time to prepare. But I don't know that that is worth it on the outside. I mean, we, we don't know how they're going to structure some of these practices moving forward. But it's also not as simple as just saying we're going to set a date and on August 24th, I'm going to pick my starting quarterback because sometimes it's, it doesn't always play out as smoothly or as easily that way. And, and Nagy addressed some of the factors he'll be looking at and, and some of the different reasons why it is hard to pin down a timeline. That for us is going to be fluid. And when I say that, we got to be able to see, okay, if we need to sneak more competitive periods in because we feel like we're not getting enough or things are gray, we'll do that. As far as the timeline of that, um, we'll get together offensively as coaches. We'll talk through everything and we'll decide um, what we think is, is best in regards to the communication to the quarterbacks and then the communication as to how we want to handle it with our team. It's just as important for everybody to, to understand that. So, um, we're, we're, again, we're not exactly there yet because we don't know how it's going to go here in the next several weeks. But once we get to that point, we'll, we'll keep that stuff, you know, private with us. And, and I promise you, when we feel the time is right, you guys will be the first to know. I think the biggest thing for me with this quarterback competition, if I'm in Matt Nagy's shoes, is that you have to be sure when you make your decision. Like not just making naming a starter for the sake of naming a starter because, well, we, we can't decide and you, you haven't been able to tell. Like you have to be sure. You, you don't want to be in a situation where you name a guy a starter because you have to pick one and you feel like, oh, well, I guess – We'll go with this guy for this reason and then ultimately change your mind quickly early in the season, flip to the other one, and ultimately start going back and forth and flipping between the two because you, you just don't know who gives you the best chance to win. And I don't know how Matt Nagy is supposed to be sure on such a limited number of practices, but I do think it really helps that he has such a background with both of these quarterbacks that he isn't just going to base it purely on what he's seeing right now. I mean, there it, you can't just base it on these four weeks of practices that aren't even going to be fully real practices. I mean, he, he has spent time with Nick Foles before. It's been a while, and he can't base too much just on what Nick Foles was like in 2016 in Kansas City or 2012 with the Philadelphia Eagles. But that is important connection and information that he knows how Foles handles certain situations. He knows how Mitch Trubisky also handles those certain situations, but what it is is it's more information that gives him a, a more well-rounded evaluation in addition to what he is seeing now live and in person. And, and that should be the strongest factors in terms of, okay, how is he throwing right now? 
How is his understanding of the offense right now? How is his footwork? How is his delivery? How is his cadence in the huddle? How is he seeing coverages? All those different important factors in playing quarterback effectively are going to be the most important thing. But if those start to become a little bit more of a a push, then you can start to look back at, okay, I remember how Foles handled certain things in the past, and how does that compare to how Mitch Trubisky has handled certain things in the past? And maybe if one is better than the other, one he's more comfortable with than the other, you know, he has that information as opposed to an outside quarterback, for example, that you know he's, he had never coached before. He doesn't have any of that sort of perspective on how that quarterback might handle certain situations, whereas he would have that for Mitch Trubisky, and perhaps in a COVID-19 season like this, the devil you know is better than the devil you don't know. But in this case, he knows both of them, both of them very well. And I think that will only serve to help them and make this, I don't know if it'll even make it easier, but it will make it better. I think the more information, the better in these types of situations, less unknowns and less ability to be fooled or deceived or have something unexpected happen from these two quarterbacks that it should make this limited period a little bit easier to grasp. And I think there's going to be certain specific things Nagy is looking for from both of them because he already knows both of their strengths and weaknesses. And it's going to be a a sense of, okay, how much better has Mitch Trubisky gotten at reading coverages and making some of the throws that he misses over the last few seasons? And with Nick Foles, it's how quickly is he picking up the offense? How effective is he at working the ball downfield? Is he going to just be safe and check down? Or is that what Matt Nagy wants purely from him? I mean, there's there's some different levels to what he wants to see from both of those guys, in addition to them checking all the boxes that he would expect them to. But I think as much as you know, you're looking at them side by side, the evaluation and what you're looking for is slightly different, that, that you don't necessarily hold them to the exact same things because they come from different backgrounds and different skill sets as is. And you're looking to get the most out of both of them and who's going to run this offense more effectively based on that skill set that they have and whose flaws do you feel like you can live with more in this offense and these practices will give you an update on where they stand on those strengths and weaknesses but it's important that Matt Nagy already understands where they have been on those strengths and weaknesses so that if these four weeks of practices really don't give him a lot of other information. He has that background to fall back on and say, okay, I know I can trust Mitch to do X, Y, and Z, and I know I can trust Nick Foles to do A, B, and C, and which of those two would I rather have? Again, I don't know at what point you throw your hands up and say, all right, I'm picking one. You know, is five practices in pads enough? Is 10? You know, how many do you need before the regular season to to name a starter ahead of time? I have a feeling Nagy's going to hold out as long as possible before making it public, but I would imagine he'll be able to tell fairly early privately in his head which quarterback he's favoring. But again, I think we're not going to find out for quite some time. The limited time frame and the question marks around this quarterback position raise some greater questions about the rest of the team. That Not only is it hard to decide a quarterback spot in four weeks, but it's hard to get everything else going, too, with very limited practices. Not only other individual position competitions, but just getting that team chemistry, getting the offense back where they wanted to go, and picking up the defense where it was as well. And Nagy shared some of his perspectives on what exactly they can accomplish in this short time and why he's confident they'll be able to do it. Keep it locked right here on Locked On Bears. Think about everything the Bears need to do before the start of the regular season. 
You have to decide a quarterback competition, figure out who's going to be your starter and what the leash is going to be like for those guys. You got to get this running game going again, get the offensive line together, get the blocking scheme and an offensive identity together, not only for the running game, but then for your different running backs. What's the running game look like with Montgomery in there? What's it look like with Tariq Cohen in there? Find re- rediscover Cohen's role offensively and get him more effectively involved in the passing game and get him running more downhill rather than sideline to sideline. You're trying to get Jimmy Graham back up to speed and get him to be the best 34-year-old tight end he can possibly be. You're trying to get your rookie tight end, Cole Komet, integrated in this offense as quickly as possible to be that number two threat. You're looking to figure out a right guard competition on top of getting that offensive line chemistry and getting that offensive identity in the running game and getting that cohesion up front. You're trying to figure out who's going to be your number three and four receivers and how you're going to rotate all those guys in. That's just on offense, plus the different dynamics with your quarterback's coach, your passing game coordinator, your offensive coordinator, and your offensive identity in both in play calling in the running game and the passing game. And then, def- I mean, defensively, you go down the list. And you're supposed to do all of that. I mean, not only would that be difficult in a normal training camp and preseason environment, but you throw on top of it that you don't even, you only have 14 padded practices that will really matter and those are spread out over the course of a few different weeks and there has to be a bunch of specific off days in there and you can't do more than three in a row like four times I mean there's a bunch of really specific rules and the Bears have planned out this whole schedule of how it's supposed to go and even with that they're still going to have to play it by year in case there's a COVID-19 situation or something else coming up it is an astronomical task in front of this team, and it's the same task for all 32 teams. They have their own different things to accomplish in a very short amount of time, and it feels like it's, it feels impossible to do all of those things effectively, and it might be impossible to do all of them at the level the Bears need to in time for week one, but some of them can, can be works in progress through the course of the season, but some of them absolutely have to be decided now, like who's going to start a quarterback? and who's going to start at right guard. But Matt Nagy seems surprisingly confident that they're going to be able to get done everything they need to get done and be 100% ready to go week one against the Detroit Lions. Dan, we can do a lot. You know, it's that's the fun part. We're all, we're all like, just so excited to get back at it. It's, it's, um, it's making sure that we're coaching the right way, the details of what we do. The players need to understand that the energy that they have, they've, you know, they've been – in these zoom meetings and now they're together. They love this game. They love being, I think all of us, it just gives you a really good appreciation of what you have in front of you. And so now, okay, knowing the time and where we're at before game one, we as coaches got to understand that it's a little different. The players got to understand that there's a little bit more of a sense of urgency. So every single rep that you take in practice, every single rep that you script as a coach, it's, it's, uh, it really, really, really has to be magnified. And when we're done with practice, we get together, we watch the film, the evaluation process. We have a good process for that. But there, there's definitely uh, a sense of urgency between all of us and making sure that we're effective in every practice. That all sounds good. And that's what you want to hear from your head coach. I mean, he, he, there's no better way to answer that question. But I can't help but feel a little skeptical for a couple of reasons. One urgency can't purely make up for a lack of time like some of these things require a certain number of reps it's not necessarily a known certain number but it requires a a lot of reps time effort energy that you can't just do it faster and 
in a more condensed time period and still get the same results, you know, in terms of player development and understanding of the offense. You, you can't just coach them harder and faster and push them to do all these different things at a higher speed. I mean, it's just not, that's not how it works for everything, unfortunately. I mean, they need, you know, in order to build that offensive identity and cohesion on the offensive line, they need snaps. They need time together. They need as many practices as they possibly can. And a higher sense of urgency can't force something like chemistry. So I think there's some things, you know, that that higher sense of urgency can accomplish and can push forward in a condensed time period. You're able to, you know, figure out, you know, if when you really are have that sense of urgency on the quarterback position and hyper analyze everything a little bit more deeply, you can you can find a way to speed that sort of thing up. But you can't necessarily speed up chemistry and timing between a quarterback and a receiver. Nick Foles can't just be more urgent in his throws to Anthony Miller to really get on the same page. You have to make that same throw in those same routes a certain number of times and spend a certain amount of time doing it before that really feels comfortable and second nature. And again, the more you condense that, the more difficult that becomes to do in time for week one. And that's what circles me back to the other reason I'm a little bit skeptical is that it seems like, perhaps anecdotally, but there's some, I think, evidence to this, that over Matt Nagy's first two seasons with the Chicago Bears, this has not been a team that comes out in week one super well-oiled. You know, This is a team that has been rusty to start each of their last two seasons, both against the Green Bay Packers. And we don't know exactly what to attribute that to. I mean, it's easy to just blame Matt Nagy, and I think that's likely the most likely source. I mean, that makes sense, but we don't actually know what exactly the problem was that led to some very slow starts the last couple of seasons. I mean, some of it has just been purely bad quarterback play that is amplified by some struggles elsewhere. And and we don't have to rehash what's happened in each of the last two week ones, but they both started with losses to division rivals in relatively close games. And it seems like as those games went on, the Bears started to figure their stuff out a little bit more. That's in a normal preseason training camp environment. When they have more of that time and more of that patience they can have to kind of work up and be ready in as many ways as possible. But now you condense all of that, and I can't help but be skeptical and concerned that this team is going to be fully prepared and ready to go and not even more rusty for week one than they normally would be. Like, I don't think it's as simple as, well, the Bears maybe were going too light before, and this sense of urgency will kick their butts into gear, because I I think... It really is about having that time for so many of the different things. I think they can have some benefits from this sense of urgency and trying to simplify things and condense it down. It's not all bad, but when I'm talking about getting 22 guys operating like a high-functioning football team in four weeks with like 14 full padded practices, I I don't know. I mean, I don't know that any team and any coach is going to really be able to pull it off the way they want to. Maybe Bill Belichick and the Patriots will just be so fine-tuned because they somehow have magic serum in the water in New England. I don't know what exactly it is, but they don't even have the Tom Brady factor anymore, so I would expect them to be sloppy. I mean, it's just it's not realistic for any of these teams to come out in week one and be on top of their game. So I, I have my doubts and my questions about how well the Bears will be prepared, but I do think it really does help to be playing the Detroit Lions, a team that the Bears have had a lot of success against in recent years, and particularly Mitch Trubisky having a lot of success against that Detroit Lions defense. I don't know that there are very many other opponents on the schedule that I would rather start this season against 
than the Detroit Lions. I mean, I think the Lions will be a better team this year than they were last year, and I'm not saying it's going to be an easy walk in the park the entire game, but I do think it is a matchup that bodes pretty well for this Bears team, and even the Giants in Week 2 is a fairly soft start that should help Trubisky or Foles, whoever is going to be the starter. The one thing I know for sure is that we will keep you up to date on any and all quarterback competition updates we get from Matt Nagy right here on the Locked On Bears podcast. So make sure that you subscribe on whatever app you're listening on right now because that's the best way to keep up with all of our daily Chicago Bears news and analysis. I bet we'll get a few more concrete updates when the pads and everything really start coming on next week as well, but we'll still bring you any and all little tidbits we can get between now and then and from here on out five days a week. We are your source for the latest Chicago Bears talk. All you have to do is tune in every day, give us a listen, get your fill of Chicago Bears, and bear down.